Thank you for joining the Once Changing the World, which is India's first Future Tech Meets Sustainability podcast. And today, I'm delighted and honored to have with me a brother, a friend, an inspiration, a doer, and is shaping the world of Future Tech and Metaverse in special because he he's the guiding light when it comes to metaverse uh i've spoken to him earlier on my uh, ar vr mr focus podcast called xro and and from that point of time till now i think he's evolved beautifully and ha- has been a guiding light to people who want to understand what what metaverse is and i think he's the only one in the world who's doing it in a way which is extremely unique because i see a lot of community builders evangelist doing what he's doing but he's exceptional so truly a delight and honor to have you on, on the podcast christopher welcome to the once changing the world let's talk about you as an individual how is this journey help you evolved as a person by making people understand technology such as metaverse well, first off Eddie thank you so much for having me here we we certainly have known each other for a long time and there's much that's happened over the years and i appreciate you brother and i really appreciate being able to share this space with you you're certainly one for me that has been so impactful and the continent of asia in particular and better understanding a different part of the world that i to this day am learning to understand and 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 helping to always better understand uh a different lens and through the years you really have been someone that has provided good information um strong allyship and um a very candid approach uh to business and a force multiplier for the country of India uh and you certainly are a value add uh to manifold number of industries within technology itself and so I'm happy to be here with you and expressly to your question when I think about the mission in hand my finite contribution to technology when we look at under the banner of educating those about really humanity first standard approaches to the metaverse and why we take that step it's quite simply for me the growth has been um exponential in the sense that i have gained a much better appreciation for how people will want to extend reality You know there was a time where the focus point had been on the capability of being able to extend reality using technology and really getting past uh, a fictitious and grandiose uh way of thinking to more of a implementation and impact by what we see come to market when it comes to hardware and software and so when we think about the genesis if you will the beginning of web 1 that really ushered us into what we defined as the information age 
And once people began to adopt information, naturally what that translated into is development and developed we did and which eventually led us into a centralized web to world and at the self same time what ushered from human centricity and social um, development uh, and ecologically creating communication systems unlike anything we've ever experienced before uh, globally what has arose from that is not only the express capability to communicate in ways we've never been able to before, uh, which certainly has been the dominant um, uh, uh, focal point, I would say, of the example or penultimate example of what mankind has been able to contribute in the past easily 30 to 40 years in the significant gain and advancements is the power of communication translating that into the information age into the application evolution. And so we've evolved and we've began to see companies becoming wildly successful and incredibly wealthy overnight by way of primarily of applications and software and SaaS. And seeing this great growth from this way of, of development and building have been delivered to uh, the consumer tools. And with these tools, people began to build more and more abundantly. And it created a platform for us to innovate off of. And from this innovation is now leading us into a Web3 Industry 4 metaverse extension in which they're in the operation carried out within this virtual ecosystem of interaction and communication will be done by people and machine. And so for me, the impact of where we've been which is identifying what these tools are and how they could be used to now on the other side of it, seeing them being adopted and now being used. When I look at the human stratosphere and across, if you will, I be have begun to appreciate with a better sense on what people want with these tools, what will they do with them? And moreover, who has not yet been able to adapt and adopt? Chris, your journey has been fantastic. And you mentioned the journey of technology from the information age, from Web 1, Web 2, to now this Web 3 journey that we are going to get into. And you you pointed out that Web two had its own flaws. I mean, you know, there 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 are individuals who build businesses, billion dollar businesses, which became more stronger than governments, and even kind of toppled governments. You know, there are some come, and what what happened is that 
this web2 process has has also kind of democratized technology giving the tools to anyone and everyone you know you could be sitting in an obscure part of the world but you've got a desire and intent and and you, you you've got the access and knowledge by reaching out to anybody and creating businesses now this this tool i mean you mentioned about web web3 web3 o metaverse and then there's this generative ai i think these three tools together when they kind of you know converge together i think the applications which will be which will be created out of it could really democratize all you know like your healthcare your education it'll completely upend the world would you like to maybe elaborate on these these three tech stack you know where do you see a world going you know with web3 metaverse and generative ai because these are three very powerful potent technologies sure first i would i would urge people to embrace the disruption that's generated to happen and really that's happening now number 1 uh i would not seek to abstain from it i would not seek to stop it because you won't stop it and secondarily i would submit to those who stand in threat of these technologies disrupting their very uh, career paths if you will is to begin thinking from a sense of adopting and educating yourself on understanding how to use this technology what this technology is going to be used for and how might you best take advantage of it and how it may serve you as a true dedicated chatbot and smart assistant when we think about these democratized tools that are coming to platform and we'll begin to see within the next 12 months not 24 36 48 but we're already seeing within the next 12 months an explosion of ai applications that will completely disrupt horizontally the way that we go about task and doing work and i see as you know a lot of people in here a lot of people sentiments around the world when it comes to technology in general and you really have two school of people that understand that this disruption was at some point slated to arrive for many of us it happened sooner quicker than later and two there are those that are either apathetic to the incoming wave if you will and there are those that will seek to regulate and stop it and the reality is is that as i've posed the question several times now what do we do when the technology becomes more advanced than the technologist well on one hand i have now noticed and the global specter if you will that technology has increased its tempo and the cadence of technology has accelerated as a whole globally now when we usually talk about and refer to democratized access of tools perhaps for the common man woman or private and public sector use we usually say that with the intention of someone being able to take this application 
and build and make and use it. But now we must begin to shift our way of thinking on this technology, this democratized tool in some ways being self-sustaining, meaning that it does not need our help every step of the way, that it will have the capability of governing its own self once it's set with direction and narrative and guide path, and in many ways will assist and help guide us towards our next steps. Now, we sometimes talk about the idea of sentient and Turing, and that has now become subjective to what is that threshold of the Turing test itself, to where there was one point where many of us and many in industry, if you will, said, well, Turing test is the marquee standard for how we began to measure whether AIs become sentient. Now we must put into question what measurements did Turing have to be able to come up with this set standard of test, knowing how far we've evolved since those standards were first put on the scene of this test itself. Now, in regards to the metaverse, we must begin to appreciate that one, we're already interacting and have already involved ourselves in the metaverse itself in one manifestation or the other in a first to three-dimensional state in that artificial intelligence is the agent operator of the metaverse itself when it comes to automation, when it comes to sourcing of information, when it comes to a number of things that we would once think that humans would interact and get involved. But the reality is, is when we think about extending reality, we have inserted ourselves into the story in some ways a bit too far. And when we really think about it, Eddie, with much of how we operate in this present day world, our dependency has accelerated greatly on technology. We've never been more dependent on machines and the technology as a whole of society than we have today. You know, when we think about that technology moves in increments, shifts and leaps, well, part of the leap, which is seldom seen and those are rare, is cloud computing and cloud technology. If we did not have the advances within the past seven years of cloud computing, the whole entire world workforce that went remote in 2020 would have been devastatingly and severely impacted with even more loss of life. But being that we just barely turned the corner of cloud and computational adjustments 
that can render out such volume from 10 million people to 400 million people in one video service platform, not to mention all of them, which will bring us into the billions, to be able to render out that type of telepresence communication is outstanding. But now we're looking at it not just as a singular when we need it use case, but always on real-time virtual state of existence that's blended into our real actual physical state of existence. And if the physical state of existence is always on, the idea is that the virtual state or the metaverse will always be on. And the difference is, is that this has the capability to complement and expand this reality. And when you think about this capability, again, we have been looking at the capability that we can do it. But and, and obviously, we've thought about what we can do within it. But morphologically, we really don't know what will happen in it. Because everything up to this point has been a guess case. Sure, we could talk about some of the fundamentals of buy, sell, and trade, and barter, and ownership, and solidifying these transactions on layer one chains. Yeah, that's that's the easy stuff. But through innovation and creativity and through disruption itself within the metaverse, that is where the game change begins to happen. And if the technology has become more advanced than the technologist, then how will we know what's coming around the corner in terms of innovation introduction itself? Because these tools that have become democratized are in the hands of so many people. And there's so many tools that we've essentially created an open environment for innovation. Meaning that you can introduce a tool into the greater ecosystem or habitat of technology itself. Can be, sit, can be considered a form factor of technology. Be adopted by millions of people. And in this planet where there's over 8 billion people, we'll have never even heard of it. But millions of people use this technology every single day. Perhaps even a billion. But 7 other billion people haven't even heard of it yet. And the same goes for the ones that have heard of this. That these 7 billion other people of a billion each are interacting and dealing with technologies that each have not even heard of and they never even used in their daily lives. How ubiquitous and how big of a thing are we dealing with, Eddie? The technology itself is growing stronger than the technologist and and, and that's happening too fast. You, you mentioned that in 12 months, we're going to see greater advancements that than we have ever seen the tempo is, is speeding up we are dependent over dependent on technology so so there, there are a lot of these pros and there are there are a lot of these cons also in in the space now 
how does a business get ready for something like this because this is this is something which has not happened because when i have conversations with a lot of people we, you know they give a reference that oh we've seen this this is cyclical you know this this keeps on happening again and again and again but this time around it's different because the technology itself is becoming stronger than the technologist in a scenario like this how does a business how does a consumer how does a brand be prepared what what should he or she or, or organization do to be gearing up for this onslaught you bring up a wonderful point Eddie, uh, of consideration that when we were growing up there was a time where we all watched the same television channels because we only had so much of them and we watched it whenever the television showed that it was on and then we evolved into a world where it became video on demand well, there was also a time where we turned on the radio and whatever was on the radio being played by the DJ, we all listened to it, no matter where we were in our given area. But then a time evolved where we had on-demand music and stream. There was a time where you had one search engine and then all of a sudden you had several search engines. So then we had choices and options on search. That means there's a greater automation of the world, of the world itself. And the approach to business, whether Fortune 50, Fortune 500, or startup, is one such that will have to realize that not only are we competing in a global market against humanity, but we're also competing against technology now itself. That's never been a threat in that regard before. Usually when we run our strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats of our SWOT analysis, usually the threat is engineered by man, not by machine. And we are really heading into a place of contestation against man versus machine, mind, the human brain, human intelligentsia versus artificial intelligentsia. And so brands or companies must start to adopt and to be able to hire technologists that are emerging technologists. That's one of the reasons why I created that title years ago is because we need technologists, Eddie, as you know, that have a understanding on what are the emerging technologies, how do they influence one another, interact with one another, and what does that mean for humanity? It's growth, it's prospective adoption for what and for whom and to whose gain and benefit and for what yield. All of those things matter in this massive garden that's growing and that's emerging, these technologies, but on a microcosm to the macro AI and XR and agritech and fintech, robotic tech, the microcosm, the things that come from these great technologies technical thresholds that have been developed are so abundant 
that we will not be able to discern all of them that are readily available that are in use and businesses will have to learn how to adopt an extremely radical environment and this is now the time where we start to think about public sector government help for those that cannot survive this type of disruption that is upon us because many businesses will not be able to compete with the natural nature of a robot and that it doesn't sleep, it continuously works and it produces incredible content and experience and customer service render. You, you spoke about disruption. Now, I'm sure that these big companies with their big capital, they might have some kind of plan, either, like you said, hiring emerging technologists and stuff like that. What about the rest of the world, which you said, maybe the 7 billion who don't know about this tech? How do we, how do we reach that population? How do we reach uh, or create a world where everybody understands the power of technology and starts leveraging it. How, how, how do we do that? This is one of the reasons why I do dearly enjoy speaking with you, Eddie, because um, it's amazing how you and I, your questions come to a path that I'm on um, in that in many ways you have been on yourself and democratizing information and creating accessible visibility gatherverse what gatherverse does is it gathers humans it gathers communities it gathers people together to express and share and to listen and take that back to their communities it takes back the message of wellness it takes back the message of safety and privacy it takes back the message of accessibility standards and it takes back the message of equality, equity. It takes back the message of consideration of community development and education itself and ethics. It takes all of that in consideration and people from around the world are gaining um, so much information from what's being said and expressed from this platform that hasn't recessed, but it's growing. It's legitimately growing. When we talk about communication being the greatest development within the past 30 years in technology, that is a big part of how we stay on top of technology itself is by communicating. In structured environments thematically that allows all of us who are collectively building the metaverse and technology itself to share unto one another what exactly we're building. Some of the biggest obstacles that I believe that people face from getting information is accessibility itself. Either they can't afford to be able to go to an event, it's hard to justify paying for more than one event you know, they'll save some money to pay for one event and there's some great events out there. So you can't afford to go to them all. 
And so what Gatherverse has done is become a freemium platform, disrupted traditional norms, but put together virtual platforms for virtual communication of expressions and has created a premium offering of those that have willing and capable voices to be able to tell and share unto one another where are we at presently and what are some of the things morally, ethically that are important for businesses to adopt and what's trending, what's not, and where. And so, you know, we have a huge summit that we're getting ready to announce soon that really focuses on continental expansion and expression. So far, our bigger events have really dovetailed, whether an AI or uh, or women's focused event. But you know, we we have our our summit that deals in accessibility and education, and community development, safety, privacy, wellness, so forth and so on. But never have we taken the approach to now shift the spotlight on humanity itself in a continental fashion. That's one of our prime focuses right now is dealing with humanity itself and understanding natively where people are, where they're not, what they contribute as a whole, what are the barriers to innovation, and where might we go further? Because look, Eddie, if we don't have these type of conversations, if we don't have these type of events, it's moving so fast, the state of technology, that it's too fast to put in educational books and teach the curriculum to students with the idea that four years from now or two or three years from now, that it's highly relevant. The given lessons at hand and the focus points. Now, some things are going to be necessary for education in terms of code and development, but even that's getting ready to rapidly change when we see platforms like ChatGPT capable of doing code and drawing out and doing code just as good as any developer. Well, we must consider that with what we see with ChatGPT on the market is so infinitesimal compared to what's getting ready to come out. Every single thing we see with the metaverse and everything we see with AI is about that big. It's really small in comparison to what's being developed and made and in some ways ready to go when it comes out of product development, when it comes out of research and into market for product delivery, then we'll begin to see something unlike we haven't even fathomed when it comes to technology. Well, why is that? Because the tools that we're interacting today under the banner of research and development is giving big companies enough data and information on refining what they're really wanting to bring to market. There are a lot of community builders around the world. There are a lot of people doing some fantastic events. I've been doing something here in India, trying to nudge the e ecosystem. There are so many others who are doing the same. 
but i think there is only one chris lafayette the way i think he's doing it is extremely unique the way he's involving people and somehow which i've been trying to striving to do i think you're doing it you you're not just creating an event you're creating a movement where you are empowering everyone and i think the key for anyone to building a preferred future is to be a lifelong learner and to educate themselves and you and gatherers has been that shining light a guiding light of sorts by you know spreading the education for everyone you know so wish you the very best uh wish you lots of success and i'm sure i i think you will be one of those like rock stars globally who's who's the flag bearer of uh of medavas and I, i'm sure you'll go down in history for that and uh, i'm proud to be your friend brother uh what comes next uh, besides gatherers you're doing the ai summit you're doing the superhero engine summit what's the next big thing that's brewing in mr christopher lafayette said we have to create an economic engine for our community that's the big thing at some point we have to make the attempt to fund and finance the ideas aspirations and the necessary tools and platforms that gear toward and drive toward human sustainability i do not have confidence in venture capitalists and traditional angels to fuel the necessary engine for human sustainability edi gatherverse has thousands of community members that are so wholly dedicated towards making sure that we create and keep humanity first standards and principles as our first approach to anything that we build technically and in order to ensure that we have to at least make the attempt to create a financial gain system and an enabler for those to have at least the opportunity to be able to have funded applications and these platforms that can exercise and animate these standards that we talk about because if we do not have the financial wherewithal to create accessible platforms accessible frameworks accessible principles educational platforms for all wifi access and broadband for all everyone and when these communities that do not enjoy good strong wifi connection and broadband we have to have a way to teach them once they do 
and to get them to where we're at globally so that they can see, observe, and complement what we already have been building elsewhere throughout certain locations and parts of the world. Safety, privacy, safeguards, ethical frameworks, private frameworks, and platforms that, and organizations that keep assurances to public and private sector adoptability in governments that these technologies in the hands of anyone must be regulated judiciously and with extreme oversight else these technologies loosely and wildly in the hands of just anyone can be devastating towards the overall human construct of development itself. And so we have to create a financial engine that will enable our Gatherverse community to build and to control and that is what's next appreciate you taking time and being part of the podcast and to my listeners if you like what you see in here then please press the subscribe button and until next time see you guys bye bye thank you